for the first time after so many films have come and gone that I wanted to see and I'm having to wait till they come out in home and not see them on this big screen. I think I'm actually going to see Venom. Oh, really? I know. Well, I mean, first of all, I don't know why, but you just... I, I mean, it's because you're a busy man. Yeah. But, you know, I prioritise things like seeing movies over, say, sleep or eating. Right, I don't. Well, you're, you're clearly got your priorities wrong, James. Oh, sorry. I do forget sometimes that I do a podcast where people definitely absolutely care about what I have to say about things and therefore should watch some films every now and then. Wow. And the thing is, I like, like you. I've been meaning. I, it is on my thing, my list of films to see. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it in some ways. I'm dreading it in other ways. It's definitely <laughs> on my list. However, so many things I wanted to see more, and I've let slip past. <laughs> I feel a bit embarrassed. I've let them all go now. When's Venom coming out? It's quite soon, isn't it? I don't even know. Like, but you have committed to, to saying I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Do I get to come? No. Do you want to come, Colin? Oh, thanks, James. That's really kind of you. Um, yeah, I'd love to come. The I'll, one thing I would say... I'll give, you, I'll, I'll give you a time and a day. I was in the cinema the weekend. I was watching Black Klansman, which there will be a review of later, and Equalizer 2, which there will also be a review. There was... Oh, at the same time. A couple who turned up late for the, the Black Klansman and then spent the entire film eating every possible snack they could. There was Oof. crisps, yes. popcorn, there yes. were cans, yes. and... Like, at this point, everyone else has finished their snacks and the, the movie's getting to, like, quite tense or, like, quiet period. And all I can hear is rustling and crunching. I'm, yeah. like, trying to give them evils from across the aisle. And I keep, like, very purposely turning and looking at them instead of at the movie. Right. They should have known. But they did not, it did not deter them. And then at the end... They applauded the film. Oh, who, oh, that's so. Oh. Oh, that is just so gay. I was like, you guys are the worst people to come to see a, a movie with. I'm never coming here again. Everyone knows you bring the snacks and the drinks for the trailers and the opening of the film because the opening of the film <laughs> hardly ever matters. Exactly, and that's where you get. That's where you have basically finished all your popcorn at that point. Anyway, I'm okay if you leave the drink for later because you don't want to fill up your bladder and need to pee halfway through. But just finish all the lights stuff get it over with and then settle for the film everyone and don't clap at the end no no one cares yeah i don't want to be considered like uh, one of these uh elitist moviegoers who looks down upon those stupid people who applaud at films but also i am one of those people who laughs and looks at down at stupid people who applaud at films. the same people who applaud when planes land like, why would you do that? It's the dude's well, no, job. See, that's, more, that's more justified than the film no, here. Because no, it's you've not. Got, no, you're it's clapping not. at the person who's still there with you, right? At least the pilot <laughs> can hear you cheering and clapping. But if you're in the cinema clapping, you're clapping at nothing and no one. Maybe you're clapping the cleanup crew. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, by that logic, why aren't we applauding the bus driver, the number 42? You know who what? You know what? People should. There. The people should applaud bus drivers and train drivers i make a, i make a good effort to say thank you to all of the public transport drivers that i use services off and like the black clans black clansman was very very good but like applause at the end and even it was applause during like some of the funny bits no. like someone said a funny line and people started applauding like what's no. wrong with you come on so like they're oh. at least do the respect for like poetry thing and click because that's quieter <laughs> what you don't know this one? If you're, if you're like spoken word events or poetry events and people like a thing, they click. They click? Yeah. I Just learned that from like a real video game. Like that? Yeah. That is 
I'm sorry, that's bizarre. It's bizarre if you don't know it, yeah. But I learned it from a game and it made me it made me curious. And then uh, it turns out it was real. Can we make this a seesaw parade thing? Probably not. Everyone out there, click if you think it should be a thing. Yeah, that's about 50% of the people. I don't know if we're doing a first past the post. <laughs> So I, again, completely stole the topic of you going to Venom. What's happening? What are you going to Venom for? Just to see the film. My other plan was to <laughs> arrive a bit late and loudly eat food. <laughs> but I think I've been convinced that maybe just watching the film is a good idea. Yeah, no, no, I, I, would, I would stick with that. Everybody, Seesaw Parade, episode 144. Thank you for joining us. That's a good number. It is a good number, actually. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, let's hope that it's a good one. Yeah. Although I can't promise anything. Please don't applaud at the end of this podcast. Colin has drank a whole coffee, so this may go anywhere. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, at least it's not like the, the podcast we have done in the past where I have consumed at least a decent amount of alcohol to impair my speech. Yep, that's not a good thing either. I personally have just had some some green tea that smelled like oh. marzipan. Is this because you're still ill or are you just like really keen for the green tea? I'm just trying out some other teas. I feel like normal tea, like whatever the regular tea that us Brits have, I feel like it's overrated. How about iced tea? I've never had any form of iced tea in my life, but I've heard great things about like peach iced tea. You also got a big presence on Twitter. Hey. Hey. Anyway, yeah, let's talk about <laughs> things that happen. Over there is Colin, high on caffeine. Over here is me, high on life. I'm James. Oh God, I like that, James. And also, you forgot the, the the fact that we are Scotland's least still podcast. We are Scotland's least still podcast, and maybe the world. I think that's one of the uh, that's one of the few claims we can make, and we can you know put our hat on that proudly. No one's no one's argued up against it, and that's how you know something's true is if no one's argued it. <laughs> okay, right. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, thank you again for joining us. You can get in touch on Snapchat, Twitter, Gmail, Facebook, all that jazz. Just search Cease Operate. No one else is called Cease Operate. You'll find us. Yeah, we're gonna be talking. Let's have a look. Mary Poppins Returns, Stan and Ollie, The Joker, Venom again, Space Jam 2, lots of reviews of things we've seen as well as uh, some Trump news, people going to the moon, and the fact that the UK want to watch every move we make. And every breath we take. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Uh, okay, let's start with the Captain Marvel. Now, this is the film which is bridging the gap between Avengers 3 and 4. Uh, if you saw the... Sorry, spoiler. Well, hold on. The other film, I, I guess, technically... Um, technically, there was a wee bit of Avengers 3 and 4 in Ant-Man. Just a, just yeah, but a hint if no of one it. Cared, yeah, but Ant-Man was like the palate cleanser. This is like setting up the next one. Anyway, spoiler alert. End of Avengers 3 is teased that the person to come and save the day is Captain Marvel. Who has already been called the most powerful character in the Marvel Universe, so I wonder who's going to win. So no pressure, Brie Larson. Anyway, first trailer came out. Let's have a listen. Space invasion. Big car chase. Truth be told, I was ready to hang it up till I met you today. So you're not from around here. It's hard to explain. Is it the part where she punches a granny in the face? <laughs> I don't... Yeah. Let's listen to that part where, where definitely not a visual medium at all. Punches a granny in the face. I did wonder why they included that. Well, let's, we'll get to that in a minute. James, uh, first impressions of this. Oh no, we always uh, dissect a Marvel trailer. This one should be no different. Go. It looks like a Marvel film. 
I don't think it looks particularly special. It just looks like any other mm. Marvel film. Brie seems to be doing the job she's been asked to do rather uncharismatically, but that's what superheroes usually are. So, well, I'm going to say it looks okay. I was frankly disappointed with this because I think other trailers have set the bar really high. For example, Thor Ragnarok. Now, that was a trailer yeah. in which you watched it and you were like, oh my days, I want to see this movie right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas this one, I'm kind of like, look, if I wasn't already really invested in this franchise, probably would skip this one based on, based on the trailer. You are a sexist man. This, uh, How dare you no. say you wouldn't see this film because it's got a woman lead. <laughs> this is completely... I see if someone edits this out, then it's... Uh, this is, <laughs> see, this is how scandal starts, James. Sorry. Well, that's no. how we get an audience, this scandal we decided. That's very true, yeah. If we haven't got this far to not throw it all away. Wow. The trailer I just was not impressed by at all. I just no, thought... No, it was, it, was, it was just pretty bland. And then, like, the one shining moment in the trailer is when she did punch a granny in the face. <laughs> that's very true. That will make people see the film. When that's the standout moment, along with... Young Samuel L. Jackson and young yeah, yeah, Phil Coulson. Yeah, them getting de-aged. Although Samuel L. Jackson definitely looked more young than young Phil Coulson looked young. They just added hair to Phil. That was it. Yeah, essentially, it took away his, his uh, wrinkles and gave him a more puppy fat. Whereas Samuel L. Jackson got two eyes, boys. The one thing I would say is that, okay, fine, the trailer didn't really give anything away other than at some point Brie Larson crashes into a blockbuster and wow, if there's a blockbuster here then therefore it must be the 90s. This film was definitely set in the 90s. Look, it's first setting as a blockbuster. Clever. Yeah. It just didn't do anything for me. And I know that they there was quite a cool sequence when they were like doing the classic words pop up on screen in between like yeah. different bits of action. And the word her came up first and then a hero was revealed. I thought that was clever and that was a nice wee nod. There were some clever things. And and there's the there's the there's the whole multiple lives potential thing going on here where you've got some symmetry between the imagery of the different lives, which is an interesting choice yeah. an artistic thing, but in general, the action of the film and the story of the film didn't look intriguing. It just looks like a generic superhero film. Absolutely. Yeah, I know that. I know the film is going to be reliant a little bit on flashbacks, and the trailer does allude to that. Yeah. But it just, yeah, I just was not no. overly impressed. If you disagree, please do let me know. But um, yeah, do you like women? <laughs> let us know. Compare that to, say, the trailer for Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Which I really liked. Those ones. Yeah, that was a good trailer. This is just not even in the same ballpark. And whether they're saving the good stuff for the next one? Maybe. I mean, Brie Larson's character, she barely even said any words in this. I don't think she's going to be a wordy kind of character (sighs) in the film, which I don't really want another stoic, boring, bland superhero, but she is just basically Superman for the Marvel films. Okay, right. So I don't really see what else she's going to be. Talking of superpowered women, Mary Poppins. On the horizon. The world's most powerful superhero. <laughs> Absolutely. Descending from the clouds. Shining like the sun. To come back with a sequel 54 years after the fact. Uh, let's just hit play somewhere in the middle of this trailer and we'll see where we end up. What brings you here after all this time? Same thing that brought me the first time. I've come to look after the bank's children. Us? Oh yes, you too. We're about to lose our home. Everything's fallen to pieces since your mother. I miss mother. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. Mary Poppins? <laughs> James, 
I will tell you what I think first of all. I think the I think the art style looks real weird. <laughs> okay. Like it, it was a very unusual mix between classic. So, sorry, did you not hear what I said? I said I'm going to tell you what I think first. No. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you what I think first, James. Fine. I like this. What? I know I have... Dingleberries. I don't think there should be a sequel to this film in the first place. Oh, dear, Colin. But Emily Blunt is magnificent. I think the rest of the cast, Ben Whishaw, is brilliant. And, I mean, it's 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 a Mary Poppins film. How kind of harmful... It's, it's, a, it's harmless. It's a bit fun. I think the trailer conveys that. It does, yeah. This looks fine. This looks good. It looks like exactly what you'd want on a Mary Poppins film. Except the art style. The art style's a bit weird. What would you mean by that? I don't know. It just felt wrong. Maybe it's because it's on a small screen and it's pretty it's, it's, it's what they had the original. I know, but it felt right back then because that's what they did back then. But now <laughs> it felt like they took the original of like pencil drawing or paint or whatever on top of film with multiple layers of that and whatnot. Yeah. And they modernized it, but not quite enough. It looks like a bad blend of old tech and new tech, and I'm not pleased. But maybe it's not done yet. Maybe it'll look lovely in a couple of months' time. Okay. Uh, in terms of how much the trailer gave away? Nah. What's your thoughts I don't that? care if it gives away the whole story. It's a Mary Poppins tale. We all know how it's going to go. <laughs> Grumpy older generation... Uh, somewhat, somewhat put down younger generation in this case because of a, a, the passing of a mother, I believe. Which, at what point, one thing about the trailer is that we get to the oh, I, I miss mother ever so much. Either because she's divorced or or dead. And Mary Poppins' response is like, "Hey, nothing's forever. It's gonna like things don't go away for all the time. If mum's <laughs> dead, then that's not how death works, Mary. Unless you're gonna prove yourself to be." the most powerful superhuman on Unless Earth. she has the powers of uh, resurrection, then, then no. Maybe she's the mother. Maybe, Maybe she's the twist at the end. <gasps> it's a Marvel film after all. It is. I mean, it's owned by Disney. It could be a crossover. But no, the, 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 the trailer looked all right. It looked like an interesting, fun film. I'm sure it won't get any awards. Maybe it will because people are nostalgic. But no, the cast looked great. I enjoyed them. Their accents were classic the only thing i'll say the last thing i'll say before we get into the last trailer was the very final shot of this is emily blunt saying off we go before descending backwards into a bath yeah there's a classic accent i would love to see the original shot of that of emily blunt just what chucking herself backwards into a bath or i mean i'm sure the entire thing was cgi but i just like the image in my head you want to see emily blunt falling backwards into a bath <laughs> that would after be... one liner that's your takeaway from this whole thing your final that's... Your final point, the cherry on this conversation, is that you want to see Emily Blunt falling no, backwards into a bath. I don't, that's not what I said. Stop taking things out of context. I was just thinking when I watched the shot, I just thought I'd be interested to see how they filmed that. I, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of the behind the scenes stuff will be pretty cool for this because it relies a lot on putting people in weird places. So I'm cool. That's fine. I agree, okay. Colin. Right. Last... I'd like to see Emily Blunt falling backwards into a bath. Yes, please. Okay. Last trailer, James, for uh, for this week, Stan and Ollie, which is the upcoming biopic of uh, Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy, played by Steve Coogan and John C. Riley. Let's have a listen. We had a good thing going when you had this big chip on your shoulder because I did a picture with someone else. I couldn't sleep for days when they told me what you did. You're just a lazy ass. Got lucky because you met me. Lucky to spend my life with a man who hides behind his typewriter? You betrayed me. Betrayed our friendship. You're hollow. 
I mean, it looks pretty intense. Let's be honest here. I was surprised by this. Yeah, I'm happy it does because it's it's a pleasant it's a pleasant surprise in a way because uh, I didn't know what to expect here. All we'd seen before now was a poster and the fact that it was like a proper duck. But uh, wow, uh, I'm curious as to the character interactions that we're seeing already. I think you know if it would just been like a classic biopic, just like here's them having a great time and then they died it probably wouldn't do very well. So giving them a bit of conflict is great. And it means that Steve Coogan can flex his acting chops and so can John C. Riley. And John C. Riley's got... Both of them are good, good actors. Oh, absolutely. And John C. Riley's under a mountain of prosthetics and makeup. Yeah. Which, frankly, I think the Academy loves. So I think he's in with a very good shot already of some category either the Globes or the Oscars. But uh, yeah, like, yeah, I like the look of this. I mean, it might not be the best film in the world, but... You're there for the performances. Uh, yeah, and, and it's, I'm sure, an interesting story. All double acts have, have interesting dynamics in real life that almost murder their stage act. So it should be a cool insight into them if it's any in any way grounded in reality. And Again, like you the, say, this is basically Academy nostalgia. So oh, yeah. All, all, they're all going to vote for this, even if it's not the best. Yeah, but it's not going to be a classic. Like We know that already, and we already know the plot. Like They'll start off on top of the world, best of friends, then they'll have a falling out, and their friendship will be tested. But then at the end of the day, they'll still be great pals. Yeah, but at one point, Hardy falls over, and it wasn't funny. Because he was like seriously ill. Yeah, he was probably near death. Yeah. So okay. Well, that comes out. Uh, I think probably early next year, maybe. Uh, it's certainly just in time for the Oscars, so I'm sure they've timed that to perfection. Complete accident. Before we uh, go on to some actual news, let's just round up some of the movie headlines from this week. Starting with, we're going to go back to Marvel. This one surprised me, James. Uh, talking of Disney's uh, streaming service, which is launching next year, Disney Play. A very creative name. No, indeed. The discussion is that Marvel will do more of its TV series. However, they'll be using characters who've already been in the likes of the Avengers films, and they'll get their own TV series because they're not big enough to have their own standalone movie. And the two names that have been mentioned so far are Tom Hiddleston as Loki Uh and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Loki's show is just going to be him being dead. So apparently, uh, Kevin Feige is very hands-on with this. It's going to have a similar budget to like a decent, actually, like blockbuster movie. Yeah. What? I don't really sure. I just let's let's go for what you think first, and then hopefully by then I will have formulated some sort of opinion. I mean, it seems that they're going to be tying it into Marvel proper, which is interesting. Uh, it's a brave choice to be investing so much into the shows on a brand new streaming service, but I'm thinking that's the whole point. They invest heavily in the shows. They get the big stars with the big names that we already know because they're definitely super important characters in the films and everyone's going to want to see it online. I, I'm not sure I'm going to care very much about it unless it come, turns out it's real good. If it turns out it's real good, I might try and see it. But it doesn't seem to be anything except a desperate attempt to add some credibility to their streaming service yeah that to me is what it it, it kind of smells off the studio or disney being like right okay getting the star wars films back and the marvel films onto disney play is not going to be quite enough of a draw we need something new yeah and instead of being like hey we're gonna do up this really obscure character for you they're gonna say hey we've got tom hiddleston as loki for six episodes yeah do you remember this guy playing this guy yeah Come see him over here which i think is very very cynical but also it will get them eyes like it will get them subscribers yeah. because and people if, want to see that 
Yeah, but and if they get the eyes of these, they'll probably move on to introducing new shows, new characters. Yeah, uh, there's, there's gonna be sh- there's gonna be TV shows for basically everything Disney does, new films exclusively yeah. for streaming services. And the discussion is that this will then pave the way for other secondary characters like the Falcon to get his own TV show. Ah, ah yes. That would be a great show. So every every single Avengers B team person will get their own wee moment of moment in the spotlight, the fifty minutes of fame. Yeah, or six episodes of fame. If you're talking six episodes of TV with Tom Hiddleston as Loki doing his same Loki shtick, uh, with you know I don't know I'm sure a lot of FX like that's a long that's a lot of hours to fill. And it's not just like you, you're in Hell's Kitchen with Luke Cage where you can have lots of long talky scenes. Like, Loki is very much about all that action. Yeah. And well, he's... mischief and, and mirroring other people. So it sounds to me like a good idea in principle, but in practice, I don't know how effective that's going to be. Depends how they do it. Like, if they think of a way to give them interesting storylines, then it'll be all right. But as they are, all the characters that are talking about and any possible future characters that aren't just the A-list heroes... They're all good because they're secondary characters. They either complement or they act as a, a good um, thing to fight against. And also Loki's dead. In the films. And Loki's dead. But it's going to be it's totally, it's gonna be, it's gonna be prequels. Prequels to the films. Okay. Right, let's move on. Um, uh, yeah, let's, let's sorry, talk about t- it. Time is moving away. Uh, Joker. The first look at Joaquin Phoenix as uh, yeah. the Joker in the DC film Joker. <laughs> he just looks like Joaquin Phoenix. Which is a prequel, I think, to everything. It's meant to be like the Joker, but becoming the Joker. Yeah, prequel, but he's old already and he's not the Joker yet, but he's also definitely really old. Right, so the director um, posted an image of Joaquin as, uh, he said, Arthur. So clearly his name is Arthur. On his Instagram. What did you think of the image? It's just Joaquin Phoenix with... A jacket on, <laughs> like it's a close up. It looks like a it looks like a pretty badly taken photo, like a a, a headshot. Uh, okay, okay. Like as entertaining as that is, I'll disagree. I think yeah, it's clearly just Joaquin Phoenix, but I think the slightly off kilter wig, uh, and the way the the expression he has. Mm, yeah, on his it's face, not just his natural resting face. It's not resting, Joaquin face. It's resting. Oh, I'm oh, up he's, to he's slightly, face. he's slightly winking one eye. That's it. The only thing he's done is he's slightly closed an eye. Okay. He's doing a smize on one eye, and that's it. <laughs> he's smying. This isn't interesting in any way. This picture oh. is not interesting at all. I liked it. There's a subreddit for that. Okay. It's called Not Interesting. <laughs> I'm glad you felt so passionate about that. Let's move on. DC uh, News Superman rumors <gasps> are that Henry Cavill, <gasps> who we've known as Superman for the past uh, two, three films? Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, hanging up his cape. James. It's after that mustache fiasco. He couldn't <laughs> take it anymore. <laughs> But in reality, where does this leave DC if this is true? Just cast another guy. Who cares? No, but like, like seriously, we need to stop caring about actors. No, but they, they're actors. They can switch out and in. It's I fine. I know. I know. But you've built a franchise around someone who, like, for example, they couldn't just be like, "Oh, here's Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man," and then midway through the Avengers film, we've changed him for yeah, they can Topher Grace. No, you can't yeah, can. do that. Oh, he had a terrible accident. We gave him a face transplant. No, you can't. Okay, well, with Henry Superman, Cavill, he's got a new pair. Hold it's, on, it's called it's called becoming a different race. Hold on, DC Superman is their biggest name. Like that's a fact. He is. Yeah, he was the first. He was like the first superhero. Anyway, Squirrel Girl, maybe. <laughs> Shut but, up. You know, 
when you have someone like Henry Cavill and you've built a whole universe around him. Yeah, and it's definitely not mustached upper lip. And then he's just disappearing. Like Superman does. He's got the power of invisibility. (laughs) Please stop. Shut up. That's a lie. What do they do? Do they just be like, all right, fine, we have to reboot the franchise again? No, it's just a, a super brave casting choice. Just getting, just getting someone that is almost the opposite, but still Superman esque of, 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 of the old Henry, and then just be like, "Yeah, this is Superman now. Look at him. Check him out." In Justice League and all these things, he's got these established relationships with like Ben Affleck's Batman and Gal Gadot's Wonder oh, yeah, Woman. The flash forwards. I forgot about them. He he knows all these people, and then suddenly, what? The next film is going to be a completely different actor, but it's all going to be the exact same relationships they've built. Yeah, who was the who was the rumored actor for it? Oh, I didn't even check. Oh, I can't remember right now. I feel it was someone in the Black Panther films. Can't remember which one though. <laughs> Who cares? They could do anything they want. I want actors to be actors, not like actors to be defined as the role. Okay, moving like, on. Venom, as we uh, discussed earlier, is going to be PG thirteen, which oh yeah means it's twelve A oh, in the or UK. Fifteen? I can't remember. Yeah, well, it might be a fifteen. It's more likely to be a twelve A, and this is why I think it it would be a twelve A here. Because number one, it will make all the money. Yeah. And number two, because apparently it means he could face off with Spider-Man some way down the road. Ah, uh, right. Thoughts on this, James? How on earth do you make a good Venom film for kids? Yep. How do you how do you make a good film about an anti-hero for kids? Never mind a Venom film. How do you make a good film about an anti-hero who bites people's faces off for kids? Yeah. Like, now it's all the trailer was alluding to, was this guy with massive teeth biting people's I keep forgetting anatomy. that films films let us be as gory as we want these days. You can kill a thousand folks, but just don't say, don't do two F-bombs. Yeah, you're allowed one. Yeah. You can't say second well, You're allowed exactly three seconds of fully exposed female form, <laughs> zero seconds of fully exposed male form, and one F-bomb. That's that. it. Cross any of those lines, and uh, you're an 18. Okay, so, so are you on board with Venom as a 12A? No. Okay, but I don't think it's—I don't think it's going to be good. But I also don't think the rating system's good. No, I, I am entirely expecting this film to be a disappointment, like a steady five out of ten C plus. I've got low expectations, which means that it's potentially going to be a satisfying thing to watch. Okay, we're almost at the end of the movie news. Uh, James, talking of franchises, How to Train Your Dragon, the third film, yes. is on the horizon, and apparently the franchise is coming to an end with that film. That's good means it's a good film or a terrible film but at least it's all done okay this is one of my favorite franchises recently it is lovely i absolutely adored film number one and then film number two came out and i was like oh dear they made an animated film sequel those are never good turns out it did a toy story too it was brilliant oh it was great yeah yeah and now the third one's coming out and apparently it's just as good people are crying and stuff cannot wait i hope it's good i'm glad they're not gonna go for a four okay last but not least See, talking of sequels that nobody wanted for or asked for on several decades what? too late is Space Jam 2 I don't know. Oh, I didn't think you were going to be talking about Space Jam 2 there because that intro was way off okay. <laughs> I can't wait till the Space Jam franchise kicks off and becomes the most profitable franchise of all time okay so this one did catch me by surprise a little bit it's uh, Ryan Coogler from yeah. behind the camera of Black Panther mm-hmm Teaming up with LeBron James, yep. who was actually surprisingly good in Trainwreck, which is yep. the Amy Schumer comedy. Uh, apparently set to go before the cameras in 2019. And obviously, James, you're very excited by this. Space Jam was one of the best films of all time. No, it, it's not even close. It's not even remotely close I to even the best be animated top, films. I think it might be top five it's ever <laughs> films. It might be two out of three top five ever. Have you watched this film when you've been double figures? 
Yeah, definitely. Have you, have you watched this film in the last five years? Maybe not, but that doesn't matter because sometimes you have, can have too much of a good thing, and I don't want to risk having too much Space Jam. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna satisfy my Space Jam cravings by watching Space Jam Two, the which is guaranteed to be incredible. Guaranteed, guaranteed to be incredible. The only thing that gives me hope is that it's Ryan Coogler, and I do like. I really him. I really hope that they have the same theme, but like modernized. Welcome to the Space Jam. Exactly. Hey, you. What you gonna do? Okay, I don't know the rest of it. I don't remember any of the actual rap at all anymore. I've, I'm old now. Okay, uh, let's review some things, what we've seen this week. Uh, before we get into the actual news, which of course everybody is waiting for. James, what have you seen this week? Oh, I watched all of Iron Fist. Hey! Or what was left of it after last week's episode. And Okay, give me your, give me your impressions. I didn't hate it. <laughs> didn't love it. I think it was very not memorable. Nice. The fight scenes were cool, but not nothing unexpected. Um, I, I think the bad guy was more fleshed out than previous Marvel stuff, hey. which, is, which is good. I think it was trying to broach another good topic, which like a lot of the Marvel TV stuff secretly has hidden hidden messages. And this one was, I believe, about toxic masculinity oh. in, in a few different ways. And I think it managed to do that pretty well. And then it left us off with some surprises at the end, some intrigue. And it did the classic Marvel TV show and just splurged like a whole season's worth of content in the in the closing credits. Oh, really? Yeah. Was was as much of a slog to get through as season one? No, because it's 10 episodes long. Oh, really? Yeah. Sadly, though, they took our advice and reduced the number of episodes, but they forgot to cut out the really long stuff that's boring. <laughs> and they actually cut out some of the good stuff. A 10 episode so season, though. Ten episodes, yeah, so, which is a promising thing. They're so realizing clearly, that maybe maybe they need to make things short. Yeah, clearly they have been listening to Cease Operate. Someone's That's really listening good. to the show, yeah. Okay. Um, but they still had some scenes in there that just felt so overly long and unnecessary. Um, character decisions that were very questionable. I still don't <laughs> quite understand Joy and her whole motivation uh-huh. uh, for everything she does ever. I, I, Ward again, I I adore as a character. I'm sure plenty <laughs> of people out there hate him and the fact that he gets any screen time at all. Yeah. But I, I just can't get enough. Ward's brilliant. Okay, I'll, I'll pro- probably get to my assessment in a few weeks' time. But you also have been watching BoJack Horseman, new series. I've commenced BoJack season five, and so far I, I am so pleased. Yes, I don't I don't want to go too much into it, but it is as clever as before. I feel like as rewatchable as before. There's so many layers to each episode and each little joke and there's so much stuff going on in the background and foreground and ah, I'm happy. Yeah. This is good. I have finished season five. I basically <gasps> binge watched it in four days. Nicely done. Because I think the show is wonderful uh, and incredibly sad and this season does not disappoint in either aspect. I will have a more thorough review, James, once you've seen it, once our lovely listeners have seen it, if any of them are actually watching it. If you aren't watching it, then go watch it because it's brilliant. Yeah, alright. Okay, uh, in terms of movies, I'll keep it brief. I saw Equalizer 2 and Black Klansman. Equalizer 2 is just so mediocre and so <laughs> middle of the roads. It's just Denzel. Like, Denzel is great. Love him. Uh, he could carry any film, no matter how bad the script, and this one is not great. Yeah, he could probably carry but Mary Poppins 3. <laughs> he is the only redeeming feature of this movie. Like, his acting in some of the scenes, you're like, oofed. I can see why you've won so many awards. You're very good at that acting there. <laughs> Go you, D-W. only convincing guy on screen. <laughs> However, at no point in the film is there any sort of like 
real threat. He always, you know, he's he's the equalizer, so of course he's going to kill everybody with nonchalance and relative ease. Some people don't want threat in their films. They want to have a, a guy that is, uh, without any question, the, the winner. He's taking ass and kicking names. Yeah, he's like John Wick, but better. And blacker. Wow, because he, cause he's... He does more evil things than it was exactly John yeah because like he's a darker character whereas yeah. John Wick was doing all his things to revenge avenge his dog. Well, exactly. That's that's entire that's entirely what I meant. Right. Um, I so, think I managed to be racist there. Okay. So five out of ten for that. Black Klansman, on the other hand, is one of my favorite films of the year. It was it's Spike Jones uh, or Spike Jones. I can never remember how you say it. Uh, I'd just Jonas. just from start to finish, from the opening sequence with Alec Baldwin popping up in a cameo, uh, it's just a, a remarkable piece of filmmaking. I really, really enjoyed it. It's uh, satirical. It's timely. It's very funny, and it's tremendously well acted. Uh, and if you do get a chance to see it, I would highly recommend you do. There are so many moments when you're just like, you know, the movie's set in the seventies. But you could be you could be talking about the current president. Uh, there are some very clever moments in it. Really enjoyed it. Solid eight and a half <gasps> out of ten. That's a big number, right? But what about on the zero to one scale? I'm not I'm not sure. I'm tracking the two scales here. Oh well, I mean, I I was I was expecting like quite a slog, and it was complete opposite. It flew by, and it was great. Ooh. So much so Ooh. that these nincompoops in my screening started applauding at the end. That's how good it was. Yeah, it was so good. Even idiots liked exactly. it. Exactly. Right. Before I insult anybody else, let's move on to actual news before we wrap up. This is the news that the former Trump campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, uh, has pled guilty and agreed to cooperate with the investigation into alleged Russian meddling in the US election. So he, he essentially admitted two criminal charges in a special deal with uh, with Robert Mueller. Uh, yeah. Which, which means he'll, means he'll avoid some other charges about money laundering, which seems a bit savvy on his on his part. Yeah, he's avoiding a lot of charges. He's giving up some assets to the state and then pleading guilty to a couple things for that. And, you know, he definitely is just a small little lackey in the Trump organization. <laughs> Trump had nothing to do with it. His fingers are clean. Well, that's what they're saying. Yeah, Trump had no idea about any of this. And oh, goodness, that sneaky Manafort going behind Trump's back all that time of being a bad guy. Oh, I can't believe it. So what does this then mean? If you're if we're being realistic here, what does this mean for the Trump uh, house, house? The Trump household? Yeah, why not? Sure, the Trump household. I'm going to go for the Trump probe, the Mueller probe, because <laughs> it just means that he's got even more tools in his bat, bat belt. I don't even know if he called it a bat belt. Bat belt? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, well... Um... No, it's because he's got another guy that is going to be helping the investigation now. That's clearly what's happened. Is that uh, is that Manafort has agreed to 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 spill the proverbial like, oh, to, to spill the proverbial the beans pr- proverb beans and spill them all. Yeah, and then he gets a bit of a plea deal. So as usual, Trump's bad. His day's coming. They're just they keep finding more things to add to the list. So it's taken a while. I just have this horrible feeling that one day Mueller's going to say, "Hey, we finished the investigation. Nothing's happening." He just has small hands. He's not evil. Exactly. He's just a bit of an idiot. He didn't actually rig anything. It's fine. People actually like him. <laughs> no. Man. So fortunately as well, some of the Republican and Trump power is gone on the trying to close the investigation thing because they've been talking about how much it costs the taxpayer 
what two two hundred no two million or something or two, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the the amount of stuff that they've just seized off of of um, big lawyer boy, the matter for it, a campaign, whatever boy, is like forty million. They've just made their money back, and they hey. can investigate for twenty more years. Problem solved. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Elon Musk, who is being sued, by the way, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Elon Musk, um, who's pretty, pretty, pretty messed up. His company SpaceX has unveiled the first private passenger. It plans to fly around the moon. <gasps> so it's a Japanese billionaire yeah. whose uh, Twitter handle is Yusuk2020. Yeah, and his real name is Yusaku uh, Mizawa, who's forty-two. And he said... I'm going to the moon. I choose to go to the moon. Oh, I was close. I didn't even know. <laughs> it was close. The mission's planned for 2023 and also the rocket has not been built yet. Yeah, so he's taking with him a bunch of artists. They're going to be on a five-day shuttle trip. I'm not quite sure, can't remember. And um, one of the comments I've seen about this that really hit home is that this is the perfect setup for a modern murder mystery. <laughs> in they what way? Around, like some... they go around the dark side of the moon. We got radio silence for just a, just a just a wee while. All the lights in the ship go out mysteriously. <laughs> they pop back into 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 radio zone. Whatever the radio noise. I don't know what the opposite radio silence. The radio is. zone. Radio area. Boom. The big boy's dead. It could be any one of the artists that was with him. No one's going to know until we get a detective on the case. I am that detective. Miss Marple. Miss Moon Marple. Miss Moon Marple. That was really good. Thank you, James. It's because it's late. I'm tired. Let's move on uh, to some other actual serious news. Basically, the UK's mass surveillance program, it's uh, been revealed, violates human rights. Kel Surprise says the European <laughs> Court of Human Rights. How about that one? The UK and its, and its spy agencies once again violating human rights. Basically, the, the ECHR said that their plans went overstepped the boundary of private and family life. James? Yeah. What does, what does that just break that down for me? What does that mean? Well, so we've all got a right to privacy, basic human right that people have decided is important. And in this case, I think it was the fact that they've not got enough controls onto who can access the data they're all mining from us. Yeah, no real safeguards. They say no real safeguards is the issue. So any old Joe could come on in and check all your data out or something like that. And apparently, that's an invasion in privacy. The question is, will the UK? fix that problem or will they once again just redefine human rights and sweep it under the rug yeah i mean that's the one thing i do worry about this because this is you know it's the european court of human rights so you know in realistic terms in the next like few months or so say maybe march 2019 the uk could potentially start its own court of human rights and therefore rewrite certain uh, rules and laws yeah and for everyone out there that's like who cares about the right to privacy doesn't matter. They can do what they want because I got nothing to hide. Just, just for me, imagine a scenario in which anyone from a government who wants to have a little spy just can walk into your house and just do whatever they want in there to have a have a wee nosy around. And let me know if you still think that you wouldn't mind about the privacy thing. Because seriously, it's the same. Okay, penultimately. Penultimately, uh, this week on Cecil Parade, episode 144, James, tell me about this chap in Google who's <laughs> taken a moral standpoint against the company in China. Yeah, so recently we spoke about Google creating its own, a version of its own search engine in China that abides by China's like censorship. And it means that they're hoping to have some share of the Chinese search market, internet market. 
just by bowing down to the Chinese regime and censoring censoring things with people, well, someone in Google, there was a good soul after all, but only one, <laughs> uh, has resigned over this. Um, so he didn't want to contribute to or profit from the erosion of protection for dissidents. So he wants people in China to be able to get the real news so they can spread the real news. How about and, that? Someone with a moral backbone. Yeah, and sadly... The only one in Google with moral backbone, at least that we know about, has quit. So Google's going to carry on doing what it does. Who cares? Yay! But no, it's, it's I like it when people take a stand, even if it means that they've lost their job, because it just shows some bravery and some, you know, as you said, yeah, moral. exactly. Okay, last but not least, uh, let's talk about Botham Jean, who is a 26-year-old uh, who was shot in Dallas uh, by a policewoman. He was shot inside his own apartment mm-hmm. after she went into the wrong one. She thought it yeah, was hers. By accident, definitely by accident, went into the wrong apartment. <laughs> Promise. She was on the wrong floor. Yeah. Uh, went into both in Jean's uh, yeah. apartment and then shot him. Yeah, and the neighbors, the neighbors heard some people pounding on the door or a person knocking on the door and yelling to get in. But it definitely was her own apartment. She was knocking on her own door. And yelling to get in, and she was confused. And then she went in, and she thought there was a burglar, so she shot him, as you do. This is bizarre, and just incredibly sad, because to me, it just seems like another tick on the box of US police shooting unarmed, unarmed black men for no reason. Well, this, this, is, this is even worse, because she wasn't on duty. She wasn't a police police officer at the time, so they shouldn't be defending her as such. She was just some, some rando who walked into a guy's house and killed him. This is murder. And she broke in, so that's like... Even more crime. But she's not getting done for it, though. And yet, yeah, and yet the police in the area and the media are coming out and reporting on how bad the the guy was. Oh, she was just an innocent person who stumbled into the wrong house, and he was bad because he's he's a black guy. He had marijuana. Guess what? He had marijuana. That makes him evil and worthy of being shot. <gasps> she should get away on bail and, and never get tried. She's 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 innocent and free because she definitely is just a white policeman. See, this is why we save all the like the actual news for last because. It just gets really sad and depressing. And see, this is why I'm leaving imagine, journalism. Imagine talking about Mary Poppins after this. Imagine. You can, yeah, you just can't recover from that. You have to start nice and fresh, and then you get to the dark stuff when most of the listeners have dropped off. Yeah. So anyway, this is basically a murder. I'm not in support of murder. So I'm not in support of this. We do not condone this. Do not condone murder. Do not condone this. Uh, but just as a word of advice out there for anyone, if you're ever finding yourself... And knocking on someone else's door, unless it's heaven's again, door, forcibly to have an argument or a confrontation, kind of confrontation with them. Y- you know, after that, and they don't open the door, don't go in. Just oh, they, that's their home. I'll not enter. And then you might not murder someone afterwards. Okay, you never, you never know. Right, James, time is up. Unfortunately, uh, I have run out of words to say, so I'm just gonna say it's been a pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please do get in touch. Yeah, thank you to everybody. Disagree with us vehemently. Yeah, yeah, we do enjoy the disagreement in a kind of in a good way. It teaches us things. <laughs> and, uh, patience, in my case. Uh, and uh, James, I'll see you. <laughs> wow, because Colin's never wrong. Colin's always the smartest guy in the room. Absolutely. Next week. Yeah. Cheers, everyone. Bye, Colin. And uh, goodbye, Joaquin Phoenix.